Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Did you have certain priorities that you decided to change in your, in your life? Now, you know what? You can't, you can't change what you're not aware of. So I could mm-hmm. only just start changing like what I, what I could see and what made sense to me. I wasn't, I didn't automatically say, Hey, I'm going to just do the hard stuff. Cause I, I wasn't, my brain wasn't even there. So that's why I can easily take the stairs instead of doing the escalators. Garen, how's it going, man? Everything is going great, man. I could not complain, and uh, I'm just grateful to be here. So thank you for having me on. Yeah, and uh, obviously, you're, we were just kind of talking about some of the lessons you've learned. Yeah. You're expecting your baby very soon. By the time this is out, might yeah. have, uh, she, he or she might already be born. Yeah. Uh-huh. Amazing. Well, um, dude, you have such a fascinating story, and uh, I'm really excited to get into this with you. I don't even know where to start. I mean, I'm looking at your timeline right now and just the, the amount of struggle and the whirlwind of, 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 you know, tragedy and lessons you must've learned. Um, just insane. And, uh, you know, I guess I would love to just start with kind of the beginning, right? You know, you, you had this first traumatic event, um, at the age of four years old and yeah. you kind of carry that out. I mean, talk to us about those experiences. Well, Connecting the dots, looking backwards, where it really all started, I feel is the time where I said, when somebody asked me, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, I want to be a superhero. I want to be stronger than the average man. I want to have abs like an action figure. And I want to save lives all over the world. So in my mind, I can only relate to the superheroes I see on TV with a cape and all these different things. But then... When you pan all the way out and you see that I was in and out of jail, in and out of prison, homeless, sleeping in my car for two and a half years, going through struggle and time, just spent two, uh, a little bit over two years in prison and then learning how to share my story and be vulnerable and then having a platform to share all of that and then start reading books, then start getting mentors, then start doing uh, shadow work and emotional intelligence work and 10 day silent retreats, which gave me the articulation to be able to connect the dots on everything that I overcame. Now I sit here as a 42 years young champion of life who has spoken all over the world in 65 different countries, 65 plus different countries and saying, wow, I'm stronger than the average man. I have abs like an action figure. 
and I save and change lives all over the world, but name one superhero that didn't have to overcome something difficult to discover their powers. Mm. So the, I actually ask for this life. So going through and growing through all of these different things developed my skill sets of focus, staying power, grit, um, uh, uh, influence, um, failing forward, compressing time frames. There's so many lessons I got. They always say, leave the past in the past. Not if you didn't get the lesson, because your future will be a recreation of your past. So I went to all of those points in my past where the, the stories and the, the, the hardship events happen. And I said, what was the lesson trying to teach me? Boom, new superhero, new superhero power, resilience. Boom, new superhero power. How do you take a little kid who's diagnosed with a learning disability and has delayed learning and has a speaking impediment and he speaks all over the world now? Boom, because I decided that's what I'm gonna do. Boom, new superhero power. So I've been able to cultivate, take all the lessons, embody them as tools to support me and being able to communicate with, I feel, with anyone, no matter who you are, what color you are, your nationality, man, woman, boy, or girl, whatever pronoun you choose, because I've literally experienced so many things that people find themselves inside of my testimonies. Mm, mm, powerful stuff, man. And obviously, you know, the the, the, the bigger the trauma and the bigger the suffering that you went through, the bigger the resilience that you now have with you because you're always going to compare whatever struggles you go through today to what you've already faced and what you've already overcome in your life. And I imagine that would just allowed you to toughen your skin. But for people that just aren't aware of your story and some of the stuff that you've been through, yeah. give us some, some overview of just you know one of the incidences that you've, you've had so many, but you know one of the things that really is still... Um, you know, the, you know, what the one, the story that you really feel the closest to your heart in terms of how it well, who you are. You know, I've been going through struggle, ups and downs, hitting rock bottom for many years. So my rock, rock, being at rock bottom was normal for me. Being high on life was not. So the story that really stands out is 2011, um, August. I was in the lowest point of my life. I tried to kill myself twice. I was a little bit over $200,000 in debt because I hadn't paid taxes for the last seven years. Well, actually 10 years, but they can only get you for seven. And I was living in my car for two and a half years. My daughter pretty much disowned me because I couldn't figure my life out. My girlfriend had broken up with me because I couldn't figure my life out. And my mom was dying in the hospital. And I just was like, can it get any worse? And my life kept getting worse. Meanwhile, I had all of these gifts, all of these skill sets inside of me. I just didn't know where to put the energy. And energy cannot be created nor destroyed. It can only be transferred. Well, I didn't know where to transfer it. So it what was were just, some of those skills, by the way, that you realized you had at that time? But I've had it since I was a little kid. I've always been able to motivate people. I've always uh, been able to bring joy to any environment, no matter where I am. I've always been able to uh, cr cultivate and create play and fun 
even when it's the most boring scenario, my imagination, it, it just, it's infectious on other people. And I've always had that, but I just didn't know that you can use that for good in the world. So I would use it to get women. I would use it to break into cars, break into houses. I was like, how creative can I be? And I was successful at that, but it all hit it. It all hit a tail. Cause that's the only way I knew how to function in life, given my background coming up, struggling and watching my, my mom never home. My brother never wanted to hang out with me. And my dad was a drug dealer who was murdered, you know, at, when I was 12 years old. So I pretty much raised myself. So when it came crashing down, in August 2011, 3.43 in the morning, that's when I said, okay, I'm tired of fighting. I don't want to fight anymore. I want to be healthy. I want to be happy. I want to be surrounded by nothing but positive people. I just want to inspire people. And I want to make a bunch of money, but I want the money to represent something that I passionately believe in. Take note of this. That I would do for free. Just show me a sign. Mm. A week later, I'm at the gas station and a homeless guy asked me for money. And I said, you have more money than me. And he said, change your mindset, change your life. And it was in that moment right there. I don't know what it was about what he said, but I had a conscious interrupt. It interrupted my thought process. And I was like, change your mindset, change your... So if my mind is set on something... And that's why the result is what it is. So if I do different with the same circumstance, my life will change. So from that moment, anything in areas of my life where I wasn't happy, I just trained myself to start doing the opposite. Normally, I would take the escalators, but I know I, it's 30 pounds, 30 pounds overweight. I said, change your mindset, change your life. So I'm going to take the stairs. Normally I slept in, slept till noon, change your mindset, change your life. So I'm going to start practicing waking up at 6 a.m. I ate fatty foods, change your mindset, change your life. I start practicing being healthy. I hung out with negative people. I start practicing cultivating a new community that was up to something. So because of all of those opposites, my life is 10 years removed of the habitual nature that attracted that caliber of a life. And now from somebody who's spoken on stages, has number one programs and retreats and number one best-selling books and real estate investment and all of these things are fruits of who I've become while training myself to do the opposite. And I'm 10 years removed from that stagnant life. Man, and that that is we're looking we're talking. I mean, just starting in September 2021, this experience that you had at your rock bottom was August 2011. So we're talking, you know, basically 10 years at this basically point. The moment years. we're talking, yep. And it, it reminds me of the quote that you know people overestimate what they can do in a year, but they underestimate what they can accomplish in a decade. And it seems like you're the living example of that quote and that that story. Um, you know, talk to me a little bit about that process that you've been through of changing your entire mindset. Because, you know, when someone talks about changing a habit or changing yeah. something particular, usually you don't want to do it all at once, right? So yeah. for you, just given that you were at such a rock bottom place, I imagine anything that you changed was going to be a positive impact for you. But how did you go about 
changing the specific different parts? And did you have certain priorities that you decided to change in your, in your life? Now, you know what? You can't, you can't change what you're not aware of. So I could mm-hmm. only just start changing like what I, what I could see and what made sense to me. I wasn't, I didn't automatically say, Hey, I'm going to just do the hard stuff. Cause I, I wasn't, my brain wasn't even there. So that's why I can easily take the stairs instead of doing the escalators. Mm. I can easily change from gel soap to bar soap. I can easily sleep on the other side of the bed. I can easily, you know what I'm saying? So I started with yeah. little things, but an object in motion stays in, it stays in motion. So, so I didn't even know, because you can't see the picture while you're in the frame. Just by the habit of changing small things, eventually it just starts going. So once mm. I already had the momentum of just doing the opposite, that, that's like a freight train. You, you have Superman with all the powers in the world, but the big train is coming because it has so much momentum. But does he stop it right away? No, it pushes even Superman all the way back and he's got to push with 10 times the velocity. I didn't know that these microscopic changes was building 10 times the velocity of momentum so that when the big change happened, I was already in momentum of doing the opposite. Right. And one thing I wanted to share was there wasn't this one thing that happened. Like you don't know the moment when you're a little kid, you're like, when was the moment that you learned words? It was this thing. There was a, the introduction of language called ABCs. And then that was imprinted in your subconscious mind. And you just kept practicing it. It's like a, a program on your iPhone. It's just the loop just keeps running. So I just kept practicing ABC, ABC. Then I can go from gaga goo goo to ball. I could literally describe the emotion in the gaga goo goo. ABCs turns into words, turns into sentences, paragraphs, essays, books. So just imagine that little change and you keep doing it. It eventually is going to turn into, turn into, turn into, and then you pan out 10 years. You're like, whoa. Yeah. I've retired my mom. My mom was dying. Now she's rock climbing because I taught her the same mindset. So it was these little microscopic changes so that your the, the your body memory, your subconscious mind could be in the habit of doing the opposite. Mm-hmm. And then before I knew it, I was like, oh my goodness, I have all of these results. How did that happen? Microscopic changes over a longer period of time will create a dramatic result. Oh, it, it, it just will. Yeah. In anything that you do, negative or positive. Yep. And it's the same goes for the negative side, right? This is why some people that end up getting in a bad spiral is that they have one bad night and it leads to another bad night and another bad habit. And it's, it's, it could be the opposite effect. And it just keeps going and it keeps going. You're like, how did you get here? I don't even know the moment, but I just, but it was, that's what happened to me. So because I saw where I came from with the mindset, how I was insecure, how I would talk about people behind their back, how I would gossip and the fruits of that labor was that downward spiral? Well, the opposite of that 
is the upward expansion. Yeah. So imagine as much as my life has expanded, imagine that on the opposite end of the spectrum going down just as fast. It's dangerous. It could be incredibly life-changing or it could be incredibly dangerous for, for that mindset. Very, especially most people aren't aware of it. Mm. How do you teach people to be aware of it? Is, is that something that you can yeah. teach? Well, here's the thing. I could not articulate that. I could only be the example and people could see the freedom inside of them, which would they would then reflect on their own life. And it that was like a, a spiritual permission slip to to like embody your own personal freedom in mind, body, and heart. But most people have never seen it and you can't be what you can't see. So by me being the example, people are like, yo, what are you doing? Mm. So here's when it really hit me. One day I got tired of pretending to be an image that I wanted people to see. And I just wanted to express my authentic nature, period. You think you know me, you have no idea. This is what you know, but this is what it really is. I'm sleeping on bubble wrap. I'm sleeping in abandoned buildings. I can barely feed myself. I really have no money, but you see me like this. So when I shared that, the first message I got from somebody literally said, when I read your testimony, I put the gun down. And I was like, fifth message. When I read your testimony, I didn't drive my car off a bridge. Oh, I was the voice of the voiceless because most people felt like they were alone until they saw what was possible when somebody put themselves out there. In that moment, I knew my work in the world. Most people aren't willing to put that out. By me putting it out, it gave me access to the caliber of people that don't let people in. Mm. and that's literally my work and that's it's 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 ironic that the tragedies and the, the traumas that you faced at an early age in some ways came a blessing for your work because those people that are going through those same thing and that feels like they're alone you would not be as relatable you would not be as uh, uh powerful in terms of the words that you're saying if you didn't have those traumas. People, people that are going through this today, they wouldn't be able to relate to you. They wouldn't listen as they are now to what you're saying. Well, think about Batman. How did he get his powers? Two people killed his parents. And then all of a sudden, boom. What happened to Superman? Boom. Same thing. And then something, something came inside of him. Hmm. So I've never met a superhero that didn't have to overcome something. But in the overcoming, you learn who you really are. When you meet yourself at your lowest, and I'm not saying that everybody has to go go through trauma. However, the people that I've experienced to that 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 has garnered a, a big level of influence, when you dig deep enough, they overcame something, and then they develop a passion to spread the message. Mm. So, you know, it's, and I don't want people out there to think, oh man, I don't, I don't have a trauma. So let me go look for a trauma, man. You could have a trauma that you don't even realize that your parents got divorced and you're like, oh, it's okay. But when you were a little kid, you've been like, it's my fault. 
and you buried that down. So I support people in discovering any kind of blocks that could be blocking them from attracting money, their love life, which it's one and the same because it's a value conversation, a worthiness conversation, and getting to the root of why you might be struggling here or stuck here or bored here and not living your best, highest quality of life and your fullest expression. And if you dig and you ask enough questions, you'll find it. Yeah. I mean, this, we don't want this to be like a trauma contest of like, yeah. you know, not thinking that your trauma is big enough and you have to yeah. seek for something and make something that's bigger than it may, may actually be. And this might be a common case for you maybe where because of the, because of how traumatic the events that you face were, maybe some people feel like sharing their trauma is just not as uh, important or as effective because maybe they feel that the trauma level isn't as deep as what you've went through. How do you teach people to feel more comfortable based on your own experience of just being able to talk openly about the, the, the and be more vulnerable about the experiences they've been through? Well, one, you can't be anything for everybody at all times. So, but, but I also give people context. Like you don't have to have gone to prison to feel like you're in prison in a 10 year relationship that you know you don't wanna be in and you don't leave. That's also prison. In a 20 year job that pays you less than your value and you don't wanna be there, you don't like your boss, you don't like the people that you work around with. So I support them in understanding the layers of you can be feeling the same thing. You can feel the abandonment, you can feel homelessness because you're not doing anything that you want to do and you're doing what everybody else wants you to do. So you're homeless to your own heart. It's still the same feeling. So I, I show people in through ways of um, my own story, but then I also learn about their stories and then I teach them, I, I tie it together. I'm like, wow. So how did that make you feel? Oh, it just made me feel like lost, like I was alone you know, I was just dealing with this. I have a 10-week a whole life success uh, master course that just launched last Monday. And there's a woman in there. That not, she hasn't experienced anything really that I've experienced. But her story is like, wow, I've been complaining about everything. But this guy has took his story and made something of it. Maybe I can take my story and I can actually be gratitude. And her story was... I really need to work on my marriage because I'm just a mom. So what did I do? Flip it. How about you're a powerful divine queen who happens to be a mom and dreams and goals are still living inside her. Do you want to pass that on to your kid of being just to somebody or you're living your fullest expression so that you can train them to be all they can be instead of just part of what they can be. Mm. Yeah. And that small tweak in the wording and the yes. way you say it is so powerful in the way you look at life and how you think about yourself and how I'm you language, reflect to others. I'm a language person and I'm really attentive when it comes to communication and understanding energies. And I love asking questions because mm -hmm. like a kid, I am so curious about your story. And I teach people to be curious about their own stories. Right. Because you'll find, you'll find amazing treasures in your own life. And what tends to happen is they'll realize that 
everything that they were looking for was inside of them the entire time. I just support them in remembering that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if it's a bad experience or if a traumatic yeah. experience, our human nature brain is meant to ignore that or try to forget it so that we can survive on our daily basis without suffering. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, now you've been through this 10 year journey of completely transforming, not only yourself, but you know, other people that you've dramatically saved, you know, for lack of a better word, you've literally saved their lives in terms of the, the suffering and the traumatic experiences they've been through. But just like bad habits can kind of crawl up on you, you know, I personally, you know, if I'm trying to eat healthy or if I'm trying to exercise on a daily basis, I could go through it for years, but yeah. then certain things that can just crawl up on you, right? You have a bad day and you feel lazy. How do you have that peak mindset? Meaning what is your non-negotiable on a daily basis or a weekly basis that if there was negative thoughts that are crawling up on you, or if these things that are the dark past is coming up on you again, how do you have a process now set in place so that you can get back to where you are at the top peak performance of your mind? The biggest thing that I focus on is awareness. Again, you can't change what you're not aware of. So what I support is in having the awareness to know that those things happen. So it's like a gardener. Okay. I have the awareness that I'm planting the seed and I got the best gardener garden ever. But if I'm not aware of the practice and I just leave my garden untended, weeds don't need anything to grow but time. No matter where you plant anything, if you leave it untended, all of a sudden the weeds from underground come in and overtake the garden. Well, guess what? Your mind is a garden as well. And if you leave it untended, if you're not constantly striving to grow, constantly working on your heart, mind, body, and soul, and it's not a continuous practice, well, guess what? The weeds of your past comes and overtake your garden of your mind. Mm -hmm. And I tell people all the time, because I love analogies so that they can relate and make it make sense. I'm like, you brush your teeth every day, right? Yeah. What would happen if you brush your teeth every day for two years, and then all of a sudden, and you got two years under your belt for two weeks. You don't touch your mouth with any kind of cleanliness or nothing. You think it's going to remain clean or it's going to be stinky. It's going to be stinky. Why? Because the purpose is to brush your teeth every day. Yeah. Same thing with showering. So if you can understand that concept, your mind needs to be clean every day. If not, and if you just leave it, you will develop a stinky mind. It's not a you do it once and you're safe forever. No. It's a constant practice and you practice until it's integrated. I don't have to think about anything. When I go to the bathroom, I say my affirmations and I brush my teeth because now it's a part of me. So you practice it until it becomes a part of you. Now you use less brain power to then start focusing on working on your mind. So just supporting myself and other people with, if I leave it untended and stuff starts showing up, I know is because I've just been sitting there and I haven't been doing my usual practice. Right, right. So you, you mentioned something interesting there, which is affirmations, but specifically you do it on a daily basis when you're brushing your teeth. Is there a reason why you decided to choose brushing your teeth as, as the action that you do it to complement your affirmations? Well, one, it's, there's several things going on. I can get really, really, really big talk scientific but I'll just bring it to a, just like a subatomic level. 
on a practical level because I love looking at myself and telling myself who I am. And what I realize is if you don't tell yourself who you are, you'll live a life where you'll live to produce yourself based off of what other people say that you are. So when I say I am powerful, I am amazing, it's a practice to remind myself who I am. And when I know who I am, I know who I'm not. So when, it, when people say certain things, doesn't resonate with me because I'm in practice of telling me who I am every single day. And when I brush my teeth, what a perfect opportunity because I'm staring at myself in a mirror. It's kind of like, like you, you can set up uh, certain um, – it's like if you want to work out in the morning, who's the person that's most apt to be in flow? The person who programs the alarm, who says that I'm going to work out in the morning, puts his shoes right by his bed, his socks, his outfit, gets up out of bed, and then boom. Or the person that doesn't plan any of those things, and then he goes to his closet, and then he goes to this while he's tired, or she, and is doing all these other things. No. So I set myself up for success by I brush my teeth. It's an automatic trigger. Boom. Affirmations. So it's, it's it's a brain hack. And so when I can look in the mirror... I brush my teeth. When I brush my teeth, I'm looking in the mirror, affirmations, they're all connected. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's really smart what you're doing. There, there's a book by James Clear called Atomic Habits, uh, which, which I'm sure a I lot of people have. Book. Amazing. One of my favorite books. And he talks about exactly what you mentioned, which is, this is more getting into the science part, which is when you want to add in a new habit or a new process in your life, the best thing is to do something by adding it on top of uh, a trigger that you already are used to doing. So brushing your teeth, hopefully everyone already does. They don't have to think about brushing their teeth. So you're not thinking about creating two different habits. You're just creating a habit on top of something that you already are in. You don't have to use brain power to do. So it's, it's really smart what you're, uh, what you've been able to do in, in terms of developing that habit. Yeah. Uh, now, one of the things that was really interesting that you talk about is manifesting your soulmate. And talk to us a little bit about topic. It seems to be a hot topic, especially these days where you know people are struggling to 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 find their partners and they don't really know what they want. There's dating apps and it's a tough it's a tough world out there, right? You know, we got you got the pandemic on top of it and it's 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 a confusing place for people. So talk to us a little about what does it mean to manifest your soulmate? What are the experiences you've been through to to find your partner now? And um, yeah. So I am, you know, this is what qualifies me to even speak on this. Sometimes people are speaking on things they're not qualified to speak on because they don't, they don't have any evidence in their life. So it's just like, oh man, make all this, you can make all this money or you can do all this other stuff, but you've never, ever done it. So here's what qualifies me. I'm the guy that cheated on every girl I've ever had. I'm the guy that never committed. And I'm the guy that just like, I was just sleazy. So I never even saw marriage. So one day, in every book that I ever read that had relationships, I would always skip the chapter. (laughs) But one day I was reading this book called When God Winks, the first edition by Squire Rushnell. Not the third edition or second, the the purple and gold book is the very first one. It was a section on soulmates. And I was on my way home from Brazil. And then I was like, man, you know what? 
I've read this book nine times and never read this one chapter. Let me read it. So I started reading it. So it told me three different categories. So if you're going to call in your soulmate, be really specific and be picky. My, what I used to say is I want, a, I want an exotic girl with a nice body. That's it. And I was like, man, her attitude is fucked. And, you know, I, mine, so was mine. Like, I didn't have it all together. So I would basically get that and nothing else. No substance. So I say, you know what? I don't know if this will ever be possible. So I'm going to write a list of exactly what I wanted. So I wrote down an at 62 attributes. Damn. Imagine. God-centered, makes her own money. She's masculine and can easily slip into her feminine um, she loves traveling, loves fashion. I was just really picky. She, she's, uh, she's disciplined. She loves healthy, healthy, active lifestyle. She's, you know, she, she, she loves reading. She loves personal growth. So I wrote, I was like, this person doesn't exist, exist, but whoever this is, we'll have two kids. And that's my soulmate that will unlock the key to my soul's treasure, treasure chest. That's one list. Second list, how you want to feel in the relationship. This is something I never did. So I wanted to feel seen, heard, recognized, acknowledged. And that's what I wanted to give. Mm. So I was like, man, I'll, that's what I want to feel. Third, third one, third list. The top five places that you've never been to before that you would meet this person. I never did online dating. So I signed up for Bumble. Um, I... I put art shows and I, but at the top, I put personal development seminars. So obviously if I want her loving personal growth, you might want to align those attributes with where you would meet this person. And personal development seminar was circled at the top and starred. I don't know why I did that, but I was like, this is what I'm putting. So I had that lesson lost it. (laughs) Okay. And I wasn't half the things on the list. I wasn't half those things because you attract who you are. So three and a half years, I ended up taking this personal development, emotional intelligence course. I meet this woman named Blair there. And every time we connected, I was like, man, there's just something different. It was like, we just connected. It was like flowers that it's growing in real time. While we were connecting, I found my list. I'm like, oh my God. I read the list and she had all 62 attributes. And I was like, oh my God. And I met her at a personal development course. And she was treating me the way I I was like, oh my God, this makes sense to me because I've done this with money. I've done this with travel. I've done this with business, but I never thought to do this here put a specific address in the GPS system. It'll give you five different ways to get there. So I put a specific address in the soulmate's GPS system. And it brought me in direct proportion to someone who I didn't even have to think about. On our first date, I knew she was the one because she had literally all the things. And it took me three and a half years to grow into what I was calling because if she would have been in my life before, she wouldn't have stayed because I wasn't the kind of person that can hold for her capacity. So I grew into 
who I got to attract. And we met at a personal development seminar and then boom, now we're married. We're having a baby in the next four weeks and it's a lot of work. However, I know she's the one there's no, like I knew it instantly. Mm. And by the time you guys met, you mentioned that you weren't half the things that you mentioned on, on the attribute list. Is that when you guys started dating, even though no. you did? Okay. So you were fully no. grown into that full person. I had fully grown into that, but oddly enough, I didn't have a relationship with my daughter. So during those three years, whatever my life's work was at the time, as far as like things that I needed to face, my daughter came back into my life. I started trusting women. I let her into a part of my heart. I'd never let any other woman mm. ever in my life. And then I started learning and I was like, wow, I like when my daughter is, she, she cooked and she did some other things. She's like, no, you've been working hard. And she, I was like, wow, this is, a, I was like, I would want a woman like that, you know? And I, cause I'd never, ever let a woman, not even my own mom. Wow. So I developed that trust with my daughter. And through that, I feel like I was blessed with the opportunity to actually experience a woman because I grew. So through my daughter, through the channel of my daughter, I grew all those other things. Mm -hmm. I have a question, which is, you know, it's kind of in relation to how I brought up this topic. I I feel like a lot of people are trying to rush into relationships and they're trying to find a boyfriend or trying to find a girlfriend even before they've even grown into that person that you described. And is that, you know, I'm curious to get your thoughts around that. Like should people before focusing on trying to find someone and trying to fill this gap they feel they have in their life, should they really just be patient and focus on growing and personally growing by themselves and feeling okay being alone before they go out to find a partner? Because as you mentioned, maybe, Blair, when you met her, if you weren't the full person that you are today, maybe there wouldn't have been a match. You're soulmate now. I know. Yeah. So it's a multi-dimensional question that needs a multi-dimensional answer. However, I when I was when I was growing into that, I realized that during that process, everything that I had been looking for was inside of me. But before mm-hmm. I was looking for people to fulfill a need that I haven't yet dealt with. And so if you have the awareness and you're clear, oh, I need a man now because it's too late. That means time is running your life. And whatever has power over you becomes your God. And so if you're like time and then that, because you put more emphasis on time, you then end up settling. Instead of putting more emphasis on I'm attracting my mirror, you remove time because any, anything becomes possible in the space of the infinite, but infinite cannot be possible if time is the leader. So when you remove time, you're like, My man is on his way. My woman is on her way. Really? (sighs) Excuse me. Bless you. Is on her way. And I'm preparing myself for the arrival. 
and you just leave, you leave time out. It shows up on its own time and not when you want it to happen. Cause now you're, you're trying to be the controller of time. Okay. Well, how's that working for you? Or allow life to surprise you because you're so happy and in love with yourself. The reward could be your mirror. Beautiful. Yeah. It's a good answer. Cause that was a very complicated question that I think yeah. uh, a lot of people are struggling with, but um, a, lot. It, a lot, a lot. Well, listen, I, uh, I want to respect your time, but this has been such a, informative and, and powerful conversation. I want to leave though the audience with one actionable takeaway. This is a very actionable podcast where we want people not to just passively listen, but take action. It could be a small call out or small action or, or process they can take today to better their lives, to go from zero to one. What is that one thing that you encourage yeah. people to do? So a hot air balloon can't leave the ground until you release the weight. So the weight of your past could be the thing that's blocking you from the enrichment of your future. So the one actionable item, and most people won't do this because it might seem difficult. Write a list of everyone you've ever hurt, physically, verbally, anyone in your life from little kid up until now, write a list with the intention of apologizing to them for your part. No matter what they did, because it's not about them, it's about freeing yourself because you have no idea what resentment is doing to your soul. So whatever you think you're doing outwardly to someone who could have hurt you, you're actually hurting yourself and the enrichment of your future. So by releasing the weight of resentment and forgiving people who hurt you, really, forgiveness is freedom. Letting go of resentment will complete the cycle. Because if not, just like a cell phone, if you got all these apps that are open, it slows the phone down. So if you got all these open loops that haven't been closed because you haven't forgiven certain people, and you, you've just held on to resentment, well, guess what? It'll slow your life down. It'll slow your abundance down. It'll slow your money down. And it, it, the worst part about it is you won't even realize what it is. So you'll think it's the surface thing. Oh, my God, well, I'm going to quit this boyfriend. I'm going to quit this girlfriend. Or I'm going to quit this job. Or I'm going to move to another country. I'm going to move here. Wherever you go, you got to take yourself with you. And you're going to keep attracting the same things that look different. But it's going to feel the same because you haven't dealt with your own stuff. So by you releasing the hate, letting go of resentment, I forgave the two men who murdered my father, truly. And it created space to make room for my blessings. You need space. You got a two-car two car garage and there's already two cars in there. You can't park another one in there. But when you remove what's in the garage, you actually have space to put new cars in there. Your soul needs the same thing. Beautifully said, man. Wow. One of the most powerful uh, actionable takeaways for people. That is some nin- that's a ninja move like crazy. 
That shit, man. You've no. ever seen Karate Kid? And whenever he was going wax on, wax off, and he didn't know he was learning 10 other things, this is one of those wax on, wax off ninja moves that will open up your life in ways that you can't even quantify because mm. it's in the spiritual realm. So you can't quantify spiritual realm from the human way of thinking. However, when you do it, it's like unplugging a spiritual dam and allowing flow to exist in your life. Mm. I love it, man. Well, I really hope people actually take action on this, not just are passively listening because it's only going to result in, in, in benefits for you if you can take the action to do so. So uh, yeah. I really appreciate you, man. And where, where can people find out more about you? Where, where can people learn more about you? So you can go to my website, garenjones.com. Um, uh, Instagram, garen.jones. Um, I have a book called, of course, Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life. Yeah. Um, so thank you, homeless guy, which I think was my angel for, for that title. It's also the name of my company. Um, but that's on Amazon in Spanish and English. And we're about to work on the audiobook as well. To, you know, it's a lot of stuff that we talked about and practical, practical ways and how you can use it in your life. Um, mm. So the book, um, I do one on ones, I run retreats. I just launched a 10 week program after that program, I launched other programs. So it's, it's, I just need to get the message out and for people to have access to that message. So thank mm. you all for tuning in and thank you for creating a platform like this. So stories like mine have has wings, man. I can't wait to see this 10 years from now, just based on the exponential path that you're on and just to look back and see, wow, like, you know, I'm sure you're going to be have grown as a bigger person. And the last thing I want to leave you with, it, I love that you said that because somebody the other, the other day said, oh man, that's easy for you because you got the multi-million dollar house and you got the cars, you got the this. I was like, are you kidding me? I've been talking about this shit since I was, uh, since I was living in my car. I had 125 videos and the, the name of the YouTube series, it was called The Storage. You know where I shot those? In the storage that I was living in. So what you're seeing is the overflow of the work I put in 10 years ago. Imagine 10 years from now from the work I'm investing into humanity right now. Yeah, yeah. It's been the same mentality the whole time. It just takes time, right? Yep. I love it, dude. Powerful message. Well, dude, I really appreciate you. I really hope people check out your book, your podcast, and all the things that you have going on. And I couldn't be more appreciative for taking the time to come on. Thank you so much, brother. And I appreciate you as well. Thanks for making it all the way to the end of the show. Hope you really enjoyed our guest today and that you took one thing valuable from our conversation. If you haven't already, I would love it if you could leave a quick rating or review on whichever network you're listening to the show and share this episode with one friend if you found it valuable. And if it's something that a friend, a family member, or just someone that you care about could find a little bit of insight from what you learned today. All right. Ciao.